In this episode of Fictional Hangover, we talk about beautiful colors and imaginative storytelling. Apology donuts. In our discussion of Lore Olympus by Rachel Smythe. everybody, welcome to Fictional Hangover, a podcast about young adult and new adult books, series, authors, and voice actors that is full of spoilers. I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. And today we're going to discuss Law Olympus by Rachel Smythe. Cue squeeze from everyone listening. Squeeze! Squeeze! <laughs> Standard disclaimer. If you haven't read this book, please remember that Fictional Hangover is all about spoilers. If you haven't read it and don't want to be spoiled, stop listening to us and go read it, the book, or on the internet, then come back. If you haven't done this but want to pretend you have, or if you don't care about spoilers, or if you just like the show so much that you don't care about any of that, then listen up. Only the first book, though, guys. That's all we're talking about this time, so don't you spoil us with things that you've read on the internet. We're not ready (laughs) for that yet. I'm very much looking forward to this one, so I want to dive straight in, so give me some background info, please. Okay. Well, I read on Publishers Weekly... Uh, about the challenges adopting the online stuff to print format. And Mm. Rachel's response to that question is, well, I would love to go back and redraw everything. Oh, my God, that would be me so much. I would have to go back and redo everything. She says, I want to fiddle with all the panels and update things, but it's also cool that we decided to leave it as is and let readers see the progression in the art style and treatment as it published over time. Online, you do get feedback quite quickly. Sometimes the feedback isn't great. But for the most part, you can use it to strengthen the story. I thought that was I thought that was cute. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I mean, we always say never read the comments. Right. Yeah. But I suppose if you do want feedback, then you do have to read the comments. But, like, the illustrations are adorable, so why would anyone ever say anything terrible? <laughs> and then there's something else that I read in that interview. Uh, what do you hope people take away from your comic, whether they're current web comic readers or just picking up the new book? And her response is to feel something about these characters, to bring out emotions. I'd rather they'd be super annoyed at some of these characters if it means they feel strongly about them. Oh, I love that answer. I appreciate that. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> oh, oh, oh. This is going to be interesting. Ooh. Yes, yes, it is. Can I just? I've been ridiculously excited about reading this. By the way, like ever since we found out about it, I've had it on pre-order. My copy is signed. That's wonderful. It was literally yoinked out of my hand, still in the delivery box, and then went, "No, you're not getting that till Christmas." <laughs> <laughs> it's the first book I read after Christmas, and I've read it twice That's now. That's wonderful. So I'm, I'm so, and it's it, it's Hades and Persephone. You love yeah, Hades and Persephone kids. so 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 much. I do, I do. Sorry, I'm very excited. Oh my goodness! So I have to tell a quick story about ordering this book. I ordered it for the library. I have the library's mm-hmm. copy currently checked out. But when it came in, one of my coworkers was obsessed with it, and I like I held it up and I said, "Hey, 
look what came in today. And she like literally almost burst into tears. She was so excited to see it. So I was like, here, you take it, you read it. I know you love this so much. And and she did and she read it and she came back and she was like, and I was crying and I didn't want to be crying at work, but here it is. You can have it back now. <laughs> so oh, sweet. that's lovely. Yeah, it was really sweet. That's lovely. Oh, any enthusiasm for any book is just tremendously exciting. I know. She was so and, excited. Yeah. She was so excited to see it in real life. She like hopped up and down and squeed and, and it it was a good it was a good day. Shout out to Amanda's work colleague for her enthusiasm. I love it. Yes. I absolutely love yeah. it. It was great. That's amazing. It was great. I hope she smelt it as well. Oh, I'm sure she I did. It's a brand new book. You have to smell it. It's a brand new book with glossy pages and a hardback. Oh my god, it's freaking delicious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you gotta smell it. Maybe not after it goes pay- through a few patrons' hands, you know. Well, no, she had prime position with it. You, but you know, both yeah. of you, it was in your hands. Yeah. You have the sm- first sniff, and then she gets it. Yeah, and she can just fan her face with the delicious smell yes. of the new book. Yeah. When I turn it back in, though. I don't. I don't want to smell it anymore after that. No, no. At this point, you have to disassociate yourself with, with the smell. <laughs> Step away. Step away. So, other than the smell, the initial—it's <laughs> the initial smell. That's the initial thoughts today. We're talking about the initial smell. Um, yes, the initial smell. My other initial thoughts are: it's just so colorful. It's so pretty. It's so pretty. I love all the colors. <laughs> I just want to be all the colors. I want to be a god or a goddess in this world. Yeah. Because they're so pretty. It's, yeah, it's just, <gasps> everything about it's just so. <gasps> yeah. What about you? Do you have any <laughs> initial sniffs? Is that we're we're gonna start calling initial thoughts initial sniffs now. Well, only if it's a new book and it's a hardback glossy. <laughs> I have standards. Actually, I say it's, it doesn't have to be a hardback glossy. I'll, I smell every new book. I and get. you know, sometimes old books also smell really, really good. Oh yes, yes. I heard it's because of vanilla in the printing process. Mm. But it obviously manifests and changes all the time. That's why old old bookstores have a, yeah. a particular order yeah. it's comforting it's very comforting. it is it really is um, i'm just excited to finally finally read laura olympus and everybody's so enthusiastic about it in varying degrees for various reasons yes so, yes. yes it's about and, time I've, it's about time i think we need to delve into it i think we do too hades is on his way to the party at the panathenia and is supposed to be going with his sort of girlfriend, the nymph, Minthi. She treats him like dirt and refuses to be seen in public with him. So she won't be going. Can I just tell you that I love her drawings and how angrily pointy her ears are? (laughs) The fact that she doesn't come upsets no one. But Hades is just tired of being by himself. Meanwhile, over at Artemis's place, she and Persephone are getting ready for the same party. 
Zeus, Poseidon and Hades are standing around talking when they spot Odysseus bump into someone. It's Persephone. While Poseidon goes all crazy over Odysseus, Zeus fills a stunned Hades in on who Persephone is, daughter of Demeter and goddess of spring. He is mesmerised by her, remarking that he thinks she puts Aphrodite to shame. Oh god, no. Oh no. This is overheard by the goddess of beauty, who texts her son Eros to help her exact revenge. Unwillingly, Euros comes to the party at his mother's insistence and gets Persephone super wasted. You know, I can't not think about Aphrodite Lafont from House of Night whenever Aphrodite comes up because, you know, my world is House of Night and it's, it's made of vampires. And I just picture, <laughs> just picture Aphrodite every time. That Aphrodite. And in my head, I went down the Disney's Hercules route of every time I saw Aphrodite, I was going, Aphrodite, 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 goddess of love. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Aphrodite's grand revenge plan (laughs) is to hide Persephone in Hades' car. And when he finds her there, he'll be grossed out and it'll be really embarrassing for everyone. Doesn't that just sound like something Aphrodite LaFont would do? Yes, it does. Really, Aphrodite's plan is the embarrassing thing because is she 10? Is she 10 years old? I'm pretty sure she's 10. But it sort of works insofar that Hades finds a passed out drunk Persephone. However, Hades is a perfect gentleman and carries her to a guest room in his house, apologizes for manhandling her, and puts her to bed after taking her shoes off. While she's passed out, Persephone dreams of her mother locking her in a greenhouse. Mm. When Persephone wakes, her hair has grown ridiculously long. So, side note, this happens a lot, and it happens during periods of high emotion, and it's a really good way of telling a story without words. Um, However, it's an image, so we can't exactly tell you every time that it happens. (laughs) But just know, it happens. Getting out of bed, Persephone begins to explore. Hades' library is <laughs> magnificent. His pool is pretentious, and his three-headed dog is baring its teeth at her. Mm. Hades finds Persephone as Cerberus is sniffing her, but she isn't afraid because Cerberus is pretty in her hands. He's such a very good boy. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. He's a good dog. He's a good baby. You three. You three. <laughs> Cerberus is one of seven dogs Hades has. There is also Cordon Bleu, Mushroom, Russell, JP, Fudge, and Big John. I love his dog names. (laughs) So great. (laughs) Things start to heat up through intense staring and mild hand-touching. This this causes Persephone to suddenly grow a flower crown, which is another visual sign of positive emotions, and it just pops up there and it's wonderful she suddenly realizes she's still in her little white dress from the night before and the underworld is a bit chilly hades gives her the most beautiful cloud looking fur coat and it's one he tried to give hera for her birthday which she rudely declined but persephone loves it so it's her game as hades is preparing them coffee minthe calls and persephone asks who she is I'm just an associate. 
Yes, that's the polite way of saying lover at this point. <laughs> who is getting increasingly angry and insulted because she's been sent to voicemail. Mm. <laughs> Hades and Persephone's awkward flirting continues when they debate Hades' scoundrel percentage. He's an Olympian king, so it's expected, but at 30%, that's pretty it low. It really is. It really is. The exchange business cards, Hades is very professional, like Vista print style, and Persephone's is handmade, showing her name as Cole. Hades even tells her the truth about calling her beautiful the night before, but Persephone doesn't believe him. As they leave the underworld, Persephone, at the wheel of one of Hades' luxury cars, a paparazzi takes her picture. <laughs> Darn paparazzi, even in the underworld, even they're the all underworld. there. Mm. Artemis is waiting for Persephone to come home, and is none too pleased that Persephone was with Hades and drags her inside, calling Hades a pervert as the door slams. Inside, Persephone tells Artemis nothing happened. She doesn't need to worry. And Hades didn't touch her. No, didn't touch her. Didn't touch her seven times. No, mm -mm, no, mm -mm. did not mm -mm. happen. No, it didn't happen exactly seven times. After a haircut and a shower, Artemis gives Persephone her old phone. And Persephone loves it as her mother forbade her from having one. As they're taking really cute selfies, there's a knock at the door. It's Eros, and he brought Apology Donuts. Mm, apology Donuts. I really, really love the panel when... Is it here? Is it here when she's talking about not having men in, and, like, her war paint shows up on her face, and she's got, like, a huge spear? Yes, because then she does, at this point, reluctantly, Artemis allows Eros into her home. And that's after the war paint has... And it's because of the donuts. It's because he's a man. No, I mean, but she lets him in because of the donuts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you let anybody in who's brought apology donuts. Yeah. But I just, I loved the panel of her face with the war paint. Yes. It was, that was, that was a great yes. panel. Well, Eros has entered Artemis's home. Ooh, Ooh. Territory but donuts. Him. But donuts. But donuts. But donuts. He explains what happened the night before at the party, and being the god of love, Eros can totally tell that Persephone is crushing on Hades, and he is loving it. <laughs> Artemis, though, wants to know why Eros did it because he isn't Aphrodite's mindless thug. He explains that the same situation happened before, except it was with a mortal woman, Psyche. When investigating Psyche, Euros found a very sad and lonely woman who was abused by her parents and was forced to marry an old abusive man. To save Psyche, Euros disguised himself as a monster and took her away. They lived happily for a time together, but she didn't know who he really was, and their home was just really a nicer prison for her. Eventually, Euros did let Psyche's sisters visit and they poisoned her mind and made her doubt Euros giving her a dagger to strike him down dick move yeah. in my opinion but okay communication people mm. though Psyche couldn't kill Euros he found her standing over him with a dagger at the ready this broke Euros' heart and he fled to his mother who agreed to deal with Psyche for him I really liked this storyline as well. I liked how it was it was very dark. Like yes. literally the pages were black, but it 
It was nice. Artemis calls bullshit. And while arguing with Eros, Persephone sends Hades a text. Hey, it's me. I got a phone. Smiley face. Eros tries to get the saucy details out of Persephone, but there are none. Well, there is the coat, which flips Eros's lid and inspires him to take Persephone shopping. Pretty woman. Yes. <laughs> Insert that montage here. <laughs> All through the trip, Persephone keeps checking her phone for a reply from Hades. But there isn't one. Outside the store, Apollo is waiting for the threesome with his big shiny, golden chariot. No, wait. Sports car. (laughs) Douchebag. Sorry. Oh. Oh, it came out. Did it come? Sorry. Something stuck in your throat there. Mm. It's a douchebag. It's a douchebag. It's like a mother of I have a feeling that we're going to be affected by the douchebag cough Mm. quite some time now. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the underworld... Hades keeps ignoring Minthe's calls and deleting her voicemails. He also ignores a text from an unknown number as the sender didn't put their name on the message. I wonder who that could have been. Hmm. Hades is off to brunch with his brothers again, though the establishment is none too pleased to admit them. They have a history of being rowdy, pervy, or poaching the good employees, but eventually they are seated with Zeus and Poseidon, grilling Hades about his night with the goddess. Though there is nothing really to tell, Hades' feelings toward Persephone are way clear. (laughs) He admits he almost proposed to Minthe too, which Zeus and Poseidon are very much against. (laughs) I thought thought she'd be an okay queen of the underworld. (laughs) Oh, self, I'm mediocre. (laughs) Minthe is literally the meanest nymph they've ever met. And, you know, it being Zeus and Poseidon, they've met a lot of nymphs. Yeah, yeah, that's saying something. Yeah. As they're considering the logistics of a physical relationship between Hades, super tall, and Persephone, who is itty bitty, Hera appears, and she looks super pissed. No, Hera. Hera's friends with Persephone, and has been since Persephone was little. Hera's angry that they're talking about Persephone like common sailors. But Zeus defends them, saying it's not wrong to want his brother to have someone nice. Hera raises a skeptical eyebrow and shows them a post on Facebook of Persephone with Apollo. Hashtag. Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. Hashtag. <laughs> Oh, I don't know if I'm going to cough douchebag or if I'm going to vomit douchebag. Oh, a bit of both. Hashtag blessed. Oh, it just makes me want to die. The panel shows Apollo posting the picture, and while he looks happy, Persephone looks uncomfortable. Hades doesn't like the image and tells Hera he knows he is not entitled to Persephone and walks off. I love her eyeballs in those, those selfie pictures. Like... Super Disney wide, isn't it? But yes. Terrified. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. Outside the shopping mall, Apollo is pausing, <sighs> roll eyes, with his car, trying to act cool. 
douchebag. Hermes is with him, however. Well, hey. <laughs> and he knows Persephone, so he just bounds over like a giant goofball for a hug. God, I love Hades. Or I love Hermes. I love Hermes so much. Hermes is amazing. Artemis introduces Apollo, and when he takes Persephone's hand, he holds it a little too long. <laughs> In the car journey back to Artemis's place, Apollo tells Persephone that the only reason Hades was nice to her was to get into her <laughs> Dishbag. Oh, oh, it's coming back. <clears throat> yeah. Apollo is a disgusting person. Oh, he's the worst. Persephone doesn't like Apollo and tries to avoid him, but unfortunately, while making dinner, she slips and cuts her hand pretty badly. Apollo, also being the god of healing, helps her with softens Persephone's opinions of him. This is when Apollo whips his phone out and takes some awkward selfies with Persephone and makes a post Hades saw. Hashtag blessed. I'm not even going to pretend now. He is a douchebag. He's the worst. And I'm going to do a trigger warning right now. The next paragraph might not be comfortable for certain Mm -mm. people. It It was not comfortable reading it either. No, um, so uh, it will involve sexual assault. So if that's a trigger, can you skip ahead a little Just bit? Just a little bit. We won't dwell too long on it. No. Throughout the evening, Persephone is distracted, thinking about Hades and wishing he would text her back. Eventually, Persephone heads to bed. Not long after, Apollo sneaks into her room and into her bed. He initiates an intimacy, and Persephone is flattered at first, but doesn't really want it. He thinks Persephone has been flirting with him all evening and forces himself onto her and takes pictures of her throughout. After Apollo leaves, Persephone hopes others can't see what has happened on her face. She has no one she can talk to either. Desperate and alone, with tears streaming down her face, she sends off another text to Hades. I'm sure you're really busy. I just wanted to thank you for the court. Take care. Within seconds of sending, her phone lights up with an incoming call from Hades. Thank goodness. Squee! Finally, we're given the story of Idonius, a small child born of the Titans Rhea and Kronos. Guys, this is baby Hades, and he's tiny and adorable. His mother loves him very much and protects him from Kronos. Gaia prophesied that... Adonius would destroy the Titans, but Kronos will not let that happen. So he swallows him. Don't swallow your kids, people. Don't Don't swallow your kids. In the underworld, Hades wakes from this nightmare, Cerberus comforting his master and persuading him with all of his six doggo eyes to make an appointment with his therapist. Hades picks up his phone and notices the second message from the unknown number and realizes it's Persephone. There's nothing wrong with talking. Mm? To be continued. Okay, I need to ask you a question about your copy of the book. Yes. Does your copy of the book have... Another additional scene at the end with Hera. It does. Okay. But it's a deleted scene, which is why I haven't included it. In okay, I just wanted to make sure that that you had it. I was it. going to put it in, but I didn't. No, but I have seen it. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that you've seen it. And even yes. if we don't include it in the summary, I, I have I have to talk about it because I really enjoyed it. But That's anyway, 
Let's take a let's take a short break. <laughs> Need to cough up all the douchebag. <coughs> Stuck. <coughs> oh, oh. Need to get another drink. These days, more authors are including mental health content in their books. But do you ever wonder how accurate some of this stuff is? Or do you ever read something where you know the author just gets it? I'm Elise. And I'm Priscilla. And we are Novel Feelings, a podcast where we discuss mental health issues in fiction novels. We are psychologists and book lovers, and we have a lot of opinions. So look for Novel Feelings wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back to your show. Did you finally get that douchebag cough? I herbal did. I did. I got up? it out. I got it out. I mean, yeah. I, I am afraid that it might come back, but for now, it's it's a chronic issue. I feel. It is. But for now, we're okay. Yeah, we're good. So, just to crush everyone's spirits right at the outset of our discussion, as much as I love the artwork. And I appreciate the drawings. Guys, we should all know by now that this story is not for me. Everyone who's ever listened to a fictional hangover should know that romance, not my favorite thing to read about. But I did love the artwork. It was beautiful. But I just don't care about love stories. Shrug. But I can I can appreciate that it is a beautiful work of art. Gorgeous. Absolutely. And the story was great too. It's just not not for me. So Rachel Smythe, if you're listening to this, excellent work, fantastic job. You're super great. But the story's not for me. I, on the other hand, <laughs> as you know. <laughs> absolutely adore a romance you do and i was salivating over this the entire time i read it twice it was the last book i read in 2021 it was the first book i read in 2022 i adore it yes to say it's my bag is an understatement it really is so you're gonna get some contrasting opinions i think in this little discussion we're going to have um so I just think we're being representative. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I like I don't have a bad word to say about it. So it's not, you know, it's not like we're hot pterodactyl boyfriending or. Oh my! That was hilarious discussion. If you haven't listened to our <laughs> hot pterodactyl boyfriend discussion, you need to go back and listen to it because I still don't know what's going <laughs> <I> on. <laughs> so it's not like that. Or what was that Christmas book that we read? It's not like that. It's let it snow. yes. God, I hear that. It's no, not that. No, it's I hate not that one. It's not after. Oh, it's not. Oh, oh. God, no. that book still makes me angry. No. I do not have one negative word to say about this. And no. I just, I just no. hope everyone knows that you know, in your own life, it's okay to not like things. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm not. I'm not going to tell you off for not enjoying it because... Right. Because you're not that, a garbage it, person. And it'd be completely hypocritical because you read books. You you love Stephen King. And Stephen King is not someone I personally enjoy or have actually really finished any of his books. I get... I, I get... I get lost reading it. And yeah. 
have to put them down. So but that's my opinion, and we're all allowed our own opinion. We are, shockingly you, you, enough. You, you, what, exactly. You, you've you said it quite often, and I'm going to butcher it, about everybody having their own <laughs> every, book. <laughs> every, I will never say it right. <laughs> every book, it's reader. Every reader, their book. Exactly. Rangathan's Laws of the Library. And I think this is a perfect example of it. Yep. It really is. (laughs) Is a douchebag coming out? Was a douchebag? A a little bit. I think a douchebag is going to come back. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Yes. Um, We'll go with a bit of happy, I think, at the moment, because you raise a very good point about the artwork. It is absolutely stunning. And it's different from a lot of the styles that are currently out there at the moment. Mm -hmm. So it really does help it stand out from the crowd. Yeah. Um, I actually, in preparing my... um... My background info, I read something else about, like, her choice of colour. She was asked in an interview with Gossamer Rainbow... Why did you choose the style to draw your comic in? And she says that she communicates a lot of information using color in a specific way. And aside from that fact, she feels like it gives the story a point of difference. Like There's a lot of comics centered around Greek mythology, and they're great stories. She just, you know, would like to think that her colorful characters make her story more memorable. And it's true. They're just so, they're so beautiful and so adorable and... So great. I would heartily agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's quite minimal as well, the art the art style. Like it it it's more reliant on colour than lines. Mm-hmm. Um like that arrow spit that I really, really liked. It was so beautifully drawn and with the pages being black, like you know, hey, this is not a happy time. And it was the same with Persephone's dream when she's drunk and she's in the greenhouse. Mm-hmm. And you can tell just through the colours alone, this is bad times. Yeah. yeah, it's so strong. And the colours of the underworld are all muted blues and greys and, and that particular scale. Mm-hmm. Even to the fact that Hades is that colour. I mean, but Hades was received from, you know, when we, the very end panels where we get them as a child, he's always been those hues of mm-hmm. blue. But for the underworld to actually reflect that as well, it kind of ties everybody in together. Mm-hmm. And that's that's beautiful. Yeah. And it's so well done. And it gives you that impression of it being a cold mm-hmm. place. And, you know, fair enough, she's wearing a tiny little gorgeous white dress. I was cold looking at her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm an old woman now. <laughs> you need that fur coat that she got. Give me my furs. <laughs> I've been having many a conversation about when you go out, um, don't do nightclub things. I never really have, not since I was a teenager. But it's like, (laughs) my advice is if you don't want to go out on the lash, wear a coat. Because if you take a coat, you won't stay out very long or you won't go past like the restaurant and go out. If you don't want to lose the coat, you don't want to wear the coat. Mm. So that's my advice. That's an interesting bit of, of, of advice. I like it. Well, if, if, if you know anything about Northern Lasses, <laughs> there's a reputation. 
and it involves high heels and skimpy outfits and very cold weather. Mm. Um, so the to to avoid any unwanted drunken shenanigans, take a coat. That's my that's my advice. I like it. Everyone heed Claire's <laughs> advice. Take a coat. <laughs> take a coat. <laughs> Oh, excuse me. I've <laughs> got some weird giggles going on. Um, but going back to the artwork. Yes, let's talk about this book. Exactly. <laughs> As we are talking about in the summary, when Persephone gets really angry or really upset when her emotions, positive or negative, are high, her hair starts to grow. And that's what's really interesting about following the panels along while she's having those conversations. Because... You don't get anything impression from her face. It's like stunned or something. But then suddenly her hair's starting to grow. And you're like, ooh, something's going Mm -hmm. on. But then something else might happen. And then poof, flowers in her hair. And when the flowers are in her hair, you know it's going to be good. You know it's a positive emotion. And that happened quite a bit. When she was having breakfast with Hades in the underworld before he, he took her home. And... It was nice to see that. It was nice to see he was being so respectful for her, her, you know, her her body and her space, and with the antithesis of what happens later. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to see that. Um, there is something I w- will delve into as well. Um, Hades is considerably older than Persephone. Persephone's about 19 years old in this and he's in the thousands. And just, I've been wondering, we've had a lot of conversations lately, especially in regards to our bloodlines (laughs) and Vampire Academy discussions about age differences. Mm -hmm. How do we feel about a 19-year-old and a 2,000-year-old getting together? I feel like... This is... Before we start going down the Suki stack, vampires being fairly old, really. Trish. Look, I just feel like in this case, they're both deities; they're immortal. Yeah. So, I just shrug at it. She's just a slightly younger immortal than he is. I'm not grossed out by it. Yeah, that's fine. I was um, the first time I read it, and I was—I I mean, I'll jump ahead a bit. It was a surprise to find out. Persephone was so young mm-hmm. in the series um, and I was I thought well we've just been you know telling Jill and Eddie off in the Bloodline series but they're, but they're together. not immortal but they're not immortal no and I think when you are an omnipotent deity the rules are slightly different I think so too I also <laughs> I also think a little bit about um Midnight Sun when mm-hmm. when we read Midnight Sun and we learned about Edward Cullen's like you know yeah he's he's 100 whatever plus years old but like we learn in that story that he is 17 like in his head he is 17 and that, I mean, it makes it a little bit better because that's, he is, he is 17. So I feel like, I feel like immortality changes things a little bit. 
Yeah, you know, I agree. Um, especially with the, the whole vampire thing. It's like, you're not ageing. You are stuck at that age. You're not actually celebrating a birth every year. Yeah. Because you're dead in most instances. Yeah. That can... That... That conversation, I feel like, could last years. Us talking about vampires. Oh, shock. Shock, everyone. Shock. Guess what we're doing next week. <laughs> shock. And the week and after. The week after. <laughs> <laughs> and the entire month of October. And every month and there ev- is at least every one month. week. All vampires Yay, all the vampire time. Vampire book club. <laughs> all vampires all the time. <laughs> there are no vampires currently in this book, so we need to stop talking about vampires right now. Dang it! Double <laughs> brand. I know it really is. Can we just add vampires into every book that we talk about? We probably. Could. I mean, I've I've got I've got glue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, even though I said you know this this story is not for me, there are several parts that I enjoyed. Yes. I already said this, but the Eros and Psyche segment, beautiful. I really liked yes. that segment. Um, I really liked pretty much everything about Hermes, and I really enjoyed when he went into Artemis's room at the end and just touched all of her stuff. <laughs> it's just such a brawl thing and to he's do. Just a, he's just a goofball. He is. And I, I liked him. I, speaking of goofballs, but in a more pervy way. No. Um, <laughs> when Zeus, Poseidon, and uh, Hades go to brunch, I love the fact that they have regular yes. brunches. By the way. Yes. Um, and there's like multiple panels saying, like, "You have to come to brunch. You don't miss brunch, or whatever it says. Like, you have to be there. Sorry, deal with it." <laughs> and then when he finally gets there. He was like, sorry, I was with Persephone. Like, dude, what are you doing here? You shouldn't have come to brunch. He's like, you made me come to brunch. (laughs) Oh, poor Hades. Hades is the most straight-laced of them all. He's the most rigid of them all. And I feel a little sorry for him. Like, he he can't let his hair down. I mean, you've got Zeus. We all know that Zeus is a playboy you know he will cheat on Hera have sex with everybody god knows how many Turn children to a really a goose and a bull and that's how you get minotaurs Deuce. yeah i mean he just does it for for shits and giggles mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. and then in the brunch panels specifically which this is what i adore was poseidon in the background being an absolute perv to the mermaids and the nymphs yeah. in the fish tank. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> he's literally pressing himself up against the glass <laughs> and like drooling. And it's like, ooh. It's like, dude, you need to not do that. Calm yeah. down. Have your mimosa. It's fine. <laughs> oh. And this poor Hades is like, how much do I have to pay you to let us sit here and have brunch now? <laughs> and all he did was put the best employees. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Exactly, exactly. I feel like he would treat his employees very well. He feels well, to me like a you... good guy. 
I can imagine the underworld being like he he is hyper organized. They'll have yeah. a HR department. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. There'll be there'll be the training and development teams. They'll do regular rollouts of the the the, the PSR videos. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Can I also yes. tell you how much I really enjoyed Hera's deleted scene at the end? Yes. Yes, I'm a little good at that. Was a deleted scene at the end, um, not included in the main summary because yeah. it is a deleted scene. Yeah, I kind of wish it was kept in, but I understand why it wasn't for pacing. Right, but I did. I just I really enjoyed it. And again, this goes back to Aphrodite Lafont having her visions, and it's Hera. It's when Hades gives her that coat that she turns down, which in the storyline we're thinking, ugh. Why would she turn down such a lovely gift? But it's because she had a vision of him giving this coat to some person that she can't see. And then later on, them getting married. And she's like, yes. this coat's not for me. It's because well, exactly. it's for Using that phrase is amazing because it... Yeah. He's obviously taken it one way, but we know it means that the other way. It just makes yeah. me scrunch up with happy. Yes, yeah. I loved it. I loved it. And I love oh. that she snapped out of the vision before she could see Persephone's face. And she's like, no, no, don't. No, I gotta see who it is. No, don't come back. Don't do it. <laughs> nope. Too bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, that sits around the book. You think Hera's an absolute bitch like the way she talks to Hades I mean fair enough Zeus he deserves it but the way she talks to Hades whilst you know when the, she's interrupted the brunch because she's protective of Persephone and then you find out actually she's not so bad just from that one deleted scene mm-hmm. so I can only imagine in the rest of the webcomic, in the rest of the publications, we're going to see a completely different side to Hera, which is nice because I don't know about you, but I have read a fair few, I think everybody has Greek mythology books, or at least yeah. where they're not storing, starring the Pantheon, they're at least a major part for it. Yeah. And generally speaking, Hades is always the character that is trying to overthrow Zeus and cause wars. Poseidon doesn't really want to be involved with it. Zeus is a douchebag, but that's, you know, a common theme throughout. Um, and Hera is a horrible goddess who is spiteful and hates everyone. And yeah, she's got that persona in this, but I suspect it's not true. I think there's... I think she's an onion. There are layers. <laughs> layers. There's layers, yes. <laughs> I agree. But again, I think that's probably the same thing with a lot of the characters. I mean, we don't. This is a very basic introduction to some of them. We're not even getting a lot of them. I do know that Hecate comes in, and she is Zeus. Uh, sorry, Hades' right-hand woman, mm-hmm. and we haven't met Hecate in this volume, which good because I was hoping to get her introduced into it. Yeah. Um, I know there's a few others that, you know, we, we haven't even met Demeter, really. She's not been in no, this No, the all, only thing we've... the one dream. Yeah, and learning that Persephone can't have a phone because of her. Like, <laughs> She was so excited to get that phone. I know she was. 
She really, really was. But you, If you send the first text, you include your name. Yeah, you got to do that. But it's her you very know, first you, phone. So, I you know. know. And it is just so sweet. Mm. But it's like, even now, if I don't know the person very well, I'll go, hey, it's Claire. Mm-hmm. Just in case. But yeah. Oh, bless her. Yeah. Bless. And when yeah. she was taking those really cute selfies with Artemis. <laughs> I can only imagine what Artemis or how Artemis is going to react further on down the line. Like, we know Persephone and Hades are going to get together. That's the, of course. the story. Of course. But like, as that relationship starts to get more solid... I, would, I I'm looking forward to that. Same as like having characters like Athena being introduced. You know oh, she's in the series. People have told yes, us. I'm yes. Again, I'm gutted that she isn't in this first volume. But it's a great taster into what's going to go on. And for all the fact that romance is not your bag, I don't think it's going to be the be all and end all of this series. And I would be very interested in your opinions as other things happen because and i don't want to spend a lot of time talking about apollo because he is a huge wiener douchebag dickhead of the highest order Mm. what he does to persephone is going to have repercussions and that is not romance in the slightest so i would be interested to see how that storyline develops yeah as well i wanted to Go back to something that you were talking about earlier when we were talking about Persephone's hair growing and Mm. how it happened when she was happy and, you know, hanging out with Hades. But it also happened during that awful scene with Apollo. And then he just made it a thousand times worse by, like, as he's leaving her, saying, your hair looks good like that. You should should leave it like that. Like, ugh. And then she immediately goes and cuts all her hair off. Yeah. I can totally mm. understand that reaction. Yeah. He was just the worst. Just ugh. Ugh. He, for all the fact he's vivid purple, he exudes the enti- entitled um, like jock white guy. Yeah. Ugh. Toxic masculine. Ugh. And it's just, it's unpleasant. Yeah. I, I love the scene where he's trying to be an absolute poser with the sports car, with his golden chariot. And Hermes is like, oh, Persephone! And then jumps over the car and gives her a hug and Apollo is not even an afterthought. Yeah. But then Persephone is perceptive. And she she just gets that vibe from Apollo that he is bad news. Yeah. She might only be 19, but she's pretty smart. Oh, she is smart. She's she's not... She's clever. She's intelligent. She just doesn't have street smarts yet. Right. She's, she's perceptive, but she's reserving judgment over this entire whole new world. Because there's the underworld, Hades Domain, there's olympias where everybody is and then there's the real world mm-hmm. where she was raised she was raised on mortal earth yeah so this is all new to her and 
she's not gonna she's learning the ropes from artemis who i don't know how much is a how much of a good idea that is that artemis is the person guiding her around yeah and she's like she's like in training to be one of you know one of artemis's crew really yes the eternal virgin yes yeah yeah. But then in comes Apollo. Ugh. Ugh. And I'm sorry, Hades, Minthe? No, no, she is bad news. She is. The way she was treating Hades on the phone was abuse. Oh, it was awful. It was disgusting. It was. If I knew anybody who would treat an- anybody like that, uh, no. no. No, I would not let them. No. That is disgusting. Mm-mm. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, I think when I I will admit to having looked at the web comic to see how many episodes there are. Cheater. I haven't looked at them. I looked at the number of episodes because there's only what twenty covered in the first volume. Yeah. There's about. I mean, obviously, every volume will have a different number of episodes depending on size. Right. This close to two hundred. Yeah. yeah, I actually looked at it today too. Spoiler alert! But I didn't read any of it. Just the same as you. I just wanted to see how much there was out there. Yeah. So I don't know how many volumes they're going to be. Um, I do know the second volume is released later on this year, and I am yeah, not letting my husband keep that for Christmas. No, I'm having it now. <laughs> no. I think it comes out in like June or July, maybe. Something like Summertime. that. Summertime. Yeah. 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 Anywho, favorite characters. <laughs> I've already said mine. Uh, I no, I haven't said mine. I said my surprise at night. Yeah. Hades. Hades, hands down, has to be your favorite character. But I also really liked Hermes being such a goofball. <gasps> and I mean, who doesn't love Cerberus? All the doggos. I love Hades as a doggo guy. Yeah. He's got seven doggies and all various slobbers and sizes. Yes. Boobies. Mm. I want a Cerberus. Yeah, me too. I really, really like that panel where Cerberus is like right in her right in Persephone's face. And then the next one, she's like scratching him under the chin. Like, <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> and she's like, "Don't worry, I got this." <laughs> it's really good. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Cerberus gets a bad rap most of the time. He's not. Well, I mean, just beast. like Hades. Hades gets a bad rap most of the time. Exactly. Exactly. Hades is just a businessman. Cerberus is a good dog. Who's your good baby? Who's your good baby? Who's your good dog? Oh, dear me. Surprises. We've already covered mine. Yeah, I mean, mine too. Just, ew, Apollo. Like, ugh. I, you know, when he first shows up in his douchebag car, I just didn't think it was going to get so bad. I didn't realize it was going to get bad so, so, so quickly. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize. Just ugh. 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 
have we ever really had an Apollo that's been good? I'm thinking of a series of books that I've read where it is the the Apollo is the same nature except his victims are all genders and it was like a 700 page volume of his abuse and it was just awful. It was horrible. And I've never really come across an Apollo that hasn't been horrible. Um... Yeah, anti goddess. Like per- anti goddess. Yeah, he okay. was good. He was fine in anti goddess. Yeah. Yeah, I liked him in anti goddess. He was yes. he was a good guy. Everyone should listen. Yes, that was a good. That was a yeah. very good episode as well. God. That we made the Greek, Greek yes. Oh, very, very like this one. Really, very different portrayals. Yeah. Of the characters. Yeah. Those were such good oh. books, though. They really were. They were really. But everyone knows how we feel about Kendora Blake. She's amazing. Yeah, she is. Anyway, is it time? I think it's time. I think that it's it time. is time. It's time. It's time. Wow, this is our biggest would you rather <laughs> on social media? Yeah. Yes. I did maths. Yeah, me too. Me too. I didn't have to do as much as you since I'm only in charge of gathering TikTok statistics, but I did lots of maths. I had to I had to double check and make sure my maths mathed up. And they did. I I had to unpercentage things and then turn them back into percentages. Numbers coming out the wazoo. Mine wasn't so bad. No, I don't mind doing it. It's 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 not a difficult Anywho, on social media, we asked, would you rather be blue, pink, purple, green, gold, or red? (laughs) That's such a fun question. What colour would you like to be? (laughs) On Facebook, blue was the winner with 35%. On Instagram, the winner was gold with 24%. On Twitter... The winners were a tie with pink and purple, both receiving 26%. And on TikTok, the winner was gold with 23%. Who are blue, sorry, who are green and red? Nobody wants to be them. (laughs) I have been both green and red. And blue. And blue. Have I been purple? Why do I think you have? I was, I was multicolor when I was the um, the goddess representation in uh, what was that one? What was that one? Oh my gosh! Um, God, my brain just died. Um, Star Trek Queen. I was yes. I was multicolor in that one. There was a lot of purple in there though. You've be have you been purple, but not for book character cosplay. You what was what was the the, the Dragon Ball Z cosplay? You oh yeah, recently? it was Frieza. Frieza's purple. Yeah, good call, Claire. Yeah. Very good. Yes. So have you been them all? I don't know that I've been yellow or pink. Oh, excuse me, gold. I that's a lie. I've... Did I make my face gold when we were talking about Freak Show and I did all of those really awesome drag looks? I don't think my face was gold in that one. No, I think you were just in the, like a gold body. Yeah, suit everything with gold else detailing. was gold. 
I mean, to be fair, though, there was that much of reflection. You pretty much were gold. <laughs> yeah. So it's like gold-ish. Yeah. Um, I've also been, um, I've been she 3PO. So I was gold for that. Yes. Yeah, I have been gold. <laughs> she 3PO. I was gold. So you just haven't been pink yet. Yeah. You must have been pink. I'm sure I've been pink. I had to have been. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not looking on Instagram at all. Sure. <laughs> have I been pink? You must have been pink at some point. I feel like if I'm not pink, if I haven't been pink, I need to just be pink for for book character cosplay. Just to cross that one. Yeah, just because I haven't been pink yet. It's probably a pink-ish somewhere. You've got kind of a pinkish, blueish hue in across the universe. Did I? Oh, oh yes. Look. Oh, oh. Um, you went proper pink, but going bovine. On the video, you, you, you pink. Going bovine, I did have beautiful hot pink hair. How sad is it that we're both just scrolling through my Instagram right now? <laughs> To see if I've white. been pink. I've had a purple nose. <laughs> oh. I've had a silver leg. You've been pink ish. I've been covered in blood. <laughs> You've been a bat. I've been a bat. Oh, I've been covered in blood again. <laughs> I've been, oh man, those times that I was blue for Strange the Dreamer. God, that was in the before <laughs> times, but man, did I love being those characters. You do get quite often. Oh, okay. So it's not proper pink, but you were Effie from Hunger Games. Yes, there was a lot of pink involved in that. And also... You, you were heavily pink tinged I as was, well. I was, yes. And I also didn't have my eyebrows on in that picture. So, yeah, you've been all the colors. But I feel like I really need to do, like, a serious pink for for this, if I do, if I do do a cosplay. Well, that just narrows it down, doesn't it? Yes. I do have a lovely pink wig, as we've already discussed. Exactly. <sighs> anyway, yikes, that was a really long conversation that I should probably edit out, but I might not. Who knows? We'll see. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? And if you do, that's fine. If you don't, it's fine. No, it's in a chunk, so it's easy. That's true. <laughs> that might be one for the Patreon. <laughs> might be. Us just both staring at our phones for 20 minutes. Hey, they've got to get their money's worth of content. <laughs> You're welcome. Indeed. Okay, we have comments. We do have comments. We have comments. Annie on Facebook said, Red, because I love me some red lipstick. Purple, because thanks to Biffy from Romancing the Werewolf, I know that purple is perfectly delightful colour and is more than appropriate to all venues, ages, genders and species. <laughs> and according to the rest of the London Werewolf Pack, purple is a vampire colour. Oh, Annie. Perfect response. Drew on Facebook says, I would have to say purple, even though the only purple goddess I'm a fan of right now is Artemis. But I think purple would suit me best, even if blue is my favorite. Oh. 
colour on Facebook says green because I can be an orc, which let's face it is always going to be a good time. Also, it increases the chance of me sleeping with the green girl from Starbucks. <laughs> Colin. Mm. Fine. That's fine. Claire. If you could, you would. Claire. Free pass. Claire. I've got some green face paint. I've got, I've got some green body paint. I can send it to you. Ooh. 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 <laughs> Constance on Facebook said, Option C. I want to be lavender like Aphrodite. Constance, we have six choices. You wouldn't be choosing option C. It would be option G. It would be option G this time. But you can't do that because That's we got six. It. Just say that you're going to be purple. That's pushing it as well. <laughs> I mean, also, she did go on to say she would be orange, like another character that isn't even mentioned in the book, which I'm not allowing. Spoilers! Exactly. Constance just needs oh. to be a rainbow. Yeah. Roygy Bith. The Tourmaline Renegade on Instagram said, I'd probably choose blue because it's more a likeable colour. Green skin could be associated with reptiles and illness or chlorophyll. Blue is definitely coppery and Navi alien cool. I really like how much thought went into that response. Yeah, I like the, the, the associating with the Navi as well. Yeah. I also just really like their name, the Tourmaline Renegade. Kind of love that. Superhero. Really great. Yeah. Bailey's babblings on Instagram said, Gold! That way I would always shine, even when I didn't feel all that bright. What an adorable response that is. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you go having a motion. It's on January. Inside the cover on Instagram said, Blue, because it's a peaceful colour and goes with lots of things. Lol. This was one of my favourite books of the year. Enjoy, Art Emoji. Thanks, I did. (laughs) Bree Tart on Instagram said, Ooh, green, because it's my favourite colour. Mine too, Bree, mine too. But more like Demeter than Poseidon, which we don't know Demeter yet. I'll take a dry land domain over a wet one any day. Rebecca Garner, author on Instagram, said, Pink, for no real reason except I like pink. That is a perfectly reasonable reason. Well, exactly. Real Jackson Ford on Instagram said red because it's his favourite colour. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Exactly, exactly. And an honourable mention goes to at PCCastAuthor on Twitter who said, I love Laura Lempers! I appreciate that. Can we just shout it back to her? We love PCCast! We love PCCast! We love you! (laughs) Yeah, she loves her. Yeah. All right. uh, What color are you gonna be um blue yeah why yeah not pink pink is not a i don't think i look good on pink pink is not a favorite color okay um fine (laughs) not purple again i like purple it was my teenage color you know when you go through that the the, when you're a teenager you go through a specific color yeah yeah purple is mine um. Yeah, I think it was, it's between gold and blue for me, and I think probably blue. Um, I don't think I'm effervescent enough for gold. Mm. 
I'd be worried about being read in case it was like mistaken, like my I was being misread. <laughs> misread. <laughs> Misunderstood. Okay. But it would help to go read. It really would. But I'm just gonna go blue. I like the colour blue. Blue is a nice colour. Yeah. So I'm gonna go blue. Yeah. Plus then I can sing I'm blue da ba dee da ba da yeah. That's good. That's a good answer. And a good reason. Um What colour are you gonna be? Bear in mind you've been all of them. So I've really, really liked being green and I really, really liked being red. And I really, really liked being blue. Mm. Gold not so much. It's really hard to get a nice, like, sheen with gold. I don't know. I think I'm... I mean, should I just pick green because it's my favorite color? If you want, it's up to you. I don't know. Green and... I think I'm going to stick with green. I do like being green. But, man, I really like that that time I was red and I was the devil. And I really like the time that I was Sarai... And is a goal from Strange the Dreamer. You do suit blue. You suit green though as well. And you were excellent as a red devil. So I just I I might have to pick option G. No, no, Roji Bib, Roji Bib, Roji Bib, Roji Bib. Oh, also Nova, Nova. I forgot when I was blue and I was Nova from Muse of Nightmares. I can't forget about Nova because she was badass. If you read, it'll cover all the bloodstains. That's true. And there probably will be a lot of bloodshed. Maybe I should be red. Make my eyes pop. It does. You can have your fangs. I mean, you can have your fangs. I'll have my fangs all the time. Yeah. Maybe I'll be red. Maybe I'll go with red. I'll choose red. We'll be red... We'll be blue this time, and then if we read the second volume, we can change. Which I would like to. Yeah, we can, change. We can swap colors. Okay, good. Exactly. Good exactly. plan. Good plan. Okay. Next question: Would you rather live on Olympus or in the underworld? Well, I'm blue, so I'm going to go down the underworld. Yeah. And I'm going to see if I can do a corporate takeover. Yes. And be queen, beautiful and terrible. You know, I think I want to go with the underworld just because I'm afraid of heights. And I don't want to be on top of a mountain. Yeah. I'm going to go... And just because you're in the underworld doesn't mean you have to be, like, miserable shade. Yeah. I don't have to be, like, a sad soul or anything. And I can play with Cerberus. Exactly. I think the underworld has all the good doggos. Yeah. And aren't cats the guardian of the underworld as well in, like, Egyptian mythology? Yes. So that is another good point. Yes. Good. And so basically, the underworld has all the pets. Yes. It has all the things that we like. Okay. Yeah. Corporate takeover? Cool. Yes. Cool. Yes. Next question. Okay. Would you rather go shopping with Eros, a party with Artemis, or brunch with Zeus and Poseidon? <laughs> hmm... I mean, I'm not, like, a huge fan of shopping. And I'm not a huge fan of parties. 
No. So I guess I have to go to brunch. I mean, at least I can get a good meal out of it. Potentially. Potentially. If we don't get thrown I, out I of the restaurant. I have a feeling that... I have a feeling that restaurant was a strip joint. I also think the restaurant was a strip joint. But they might have good yeah. food there, maybe. Well, exactly. I'm not judging. There could be Michelin starred for all I know. Actually, no. I do not want it to be Michelin star strip joint. Because their portions will be tiny. Mm. And if I'm going out for dinner, I want to not. I don't want to be hungry when I'm Right. Hungry. Yes. And, you know, they might have some funny stories. Even if they're both douchebags sometimes. A lot of the time. It would be like having dinner in a show, wouldn't it? It would be. Brunch in a show. It would be. Yeah. I I wouldn't want to go to a party with Artemis because I feel like she would be a little bit of a stick in the mud. Yeah. However, if I went shopping with Euros, it would be like going with the Queer Eye guys all wrapped up in Mm. one. And I kind of dig that. That could be really great. Yeah, I, I don't like shopping. I don't have the body type of a person who is going to enjoy shopping. Um... But I feel like he would make it an experience and when I start crying in the fitting rooms, he would like, you know, be there for me with a hug. Yeah. And I would probably come away with at least a cute outfit. Yeah, I think that you would definitely. But Zeus and Poseidon would be funny. Yeah. I want to go with Eros and go say it's queer purely because I've got a feeling that Zeus and or Poseidon would be turning into creepy perverts. Yeah, they're probably perv on somebody. I mean, they were perv and Poseidon was perv on the fish tank, so... Exactly. So, <laughs> I can't be dealing with that. Yeah. So I'm going to go shopping with you. Okay. I think that's fine. Okay. Okay. Cool. Next question. Would you rather be given a coat made of clouds or a screen-cracked old phone? <laughs> But you're Persephone. This is not you getting this coat. Because who would ever choose a dirty, broken old phone? Yay, that's what I want. <laughs> so you're Persephone. Which gift? Screen cracked all for. Yeah. Because then I can make contact with my friends. Take pictures of my friends. Yeah. Not Apollo. Ugh. Because douchebag. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag vomit. Is that one G or two? Several and some H's. Ooh, we're going with Yes. Nice. Screen cracked all four for Persephone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Last question. <laughs> dum dum dum. Would you rather be a minor goddess or a nymph? I mean, I think goddess just for the goddess. Just because you're a goddess. Yes. I mean, we're already goddesses. That's true. So That's true, we are. We might as well have the official title. Yeah. yeah. Goddess with a capital G. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'd be like, excuse me, there is nothing minor about this. No. No. 
And I feel like you might have the ability to, you know, like change your appearance. And you could, you know, be a like a wood nymph or something like that if you chose to be for the day. But it might not be a power that all the god god goddesses. Right, have. it might not be. No. But, you know, minor goddess Persephone can just pop flowers on her head. Well, she can bring about spring. It's true. I she mean, can. That is what she does. What's minor about that? Changing the ability to change the season. Yeah. To bring life to the world. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't sound very minor to me. Ooh. Yeah. It's only because she's 19. They're judging her by her age. Mm. Yeah. Mm hmm. Excellent. <laughs> okay. So, favorite final thought quote? I have three. I'll. Yeah, I've got three. Okay. I managed to narrow it down to three. Yeah, I've got three as well. Okay. The first one was very apt because at the time I was making these. <laughs> She's like the personification of a friggin' cinnamon roll. An adorable pink cinnamon roll. <laughs> Oh, oh, Persephone. <laughs> I had to get a Cerberus one in there as well. And this is when Hades is walking Cerberus and the random jogger runs by and says, his coat is so shiny. What do you feed him? And Hades replies, the souls of murderers, sometimes egg whites. Yeah, I got to tell you that I had that on my list. Of quotes, because obviously I did souls of murderers. <laughs> and my last one is because we've all been there. Oh my gods, why did I say that? Find a filter! In brackets, internal screaming. I love the, in- I love the brackets. Internal screaming. <laughs> so funny. What have you got? I brought apology donuts. Coming to my home. <laughs> Welcome. Shortly before that, all of all of mine are from this segment because I just really like the arrow segment. <laughs> Purse, remember what I told you about pants? She <laughs> runs up to the door and her little bum is like clearly <laughs> visible. You know, if I had Persephone's body confidence, there would be no stopping yeah. me. And finally, no wings in the house. I just vacuumed. Because let me tell you, feathers, I've got many feather boas, and they get effing everywhere. So I understand those feels. I understand. What? Do you know what I'm saying? Something from these final thought quotes. What? The Olympian... Pantheon, mm-hmm. based in this book. Mm-hmm. So freaking relatable. Yeah. Yeah. So therefore we must be goddesses. We have to be. We are. <sighs> we are. Goddesses with capital G's. All right. If you liked this, try this. What are you going to recommend? I am going to recommend another graphic novel. And it's called Persephone, Hades Torment by Alison Shaw. Now, it's not YA. It is older. It is a little bit. It's more mature. Mm -hmm. The summary is from ForbiddenPlanet.com. 
and I would show you it, but my copy has not arrived. Yet. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that you <sighs> bought it. I have it. I've had it on order for a couple of weeks now, but it's one of these where you know the supplies are just taking yeah. forever. Yeah. Anywho, in this sexy full color graphic novel romance first released as a web comic desire blooms in the goddess of the harvest when she meets the ruler of the underworld according to the ancient legend the lord of the dead kidnapped the innocent daughter of demeter or did he the truth is persephone is no damsel in distress but a spirited young lady with an overbearing mother a field scheme by Apollo leads Persephone to a chance encounter with a mysterious and handsome Hades who is struck by love's arrow. Now Hades must wrestle with his aching heart before he loses total control of his feelings, but desire is raging inside Persephone herself. The sensual take on Greek mythology, a self-contained graphic novel perfect for romance novel readers and beyond, is recommended for older audiences. <laughs> oh... I like sensual. it for several reasons. Because it's sensual. It's a bit sexy. Uh, it's full colour. Oh. <laughs> but it's also self-contained. That is great. We do like you standalones. Know, we do like... We, we love a series. You know we love a series. But we do like a standalone. A sensual standalone. Sensual. Uh, sexy. Uh, uh, because i need to move on because all we're going to be doing is spending 10 minutes sticking our tongues out at each other yes and you know that's really not a rare occurrence it really isn't okay so i also have a graphic novel to recommend mine is called punderworld by linda sage and I found You do not need to tell me anything more. I am sold. <laughs> but oh my gosh, it gets better. Just listen to this first first sentence. I found this on BuzzFeed, by the way. The classic tale of Hades and Persephone, but 100% more awkwardly relatable. You have you have to want to read it now. Hades is the officious antisocial ruler of the underworld. Persephone, daughter of Demeter, is an earth goddess of growth and renewal. They've been crushing on each other for the past two centuries. But when a festival and a little liquid courage present an opportunity to put an end to their Olympian will-they-won't-they, a meddlesome pantheon and several titanic misassumptions threaten to give every god in the sky the wrong impression. And leave their romance dead before it can bloom. Ooh. Pun! <laughs> Puns for everyone! Ooh. Hey, hey, do you know what I noticed? What? There was no hashtag tenuous link TM in either of those. They were so in your face they obvious. Were. They oh really, really God. were. Are we feeling okay? No. Do you know, we are going to struggle this year, though, because we are covering so many vampire books. Yeah. The links are going to get more and more strange. Yeah, they really are. But at least there's a whole lot of other stuff going on in the world of Sookie Stackhouse. So we can find things. We can exactly. and will find things. We will. Oh, we will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
speaking of recommendations and other vampire books, what do you got for Wendy for the indie side? Well, I do not have a vampire book. Well, good, because we're not talking about vampires. We're not. Why do you keep bringing up vampires? You said it, not me. Um, but I do have a recommendation that is also a graphic novel. Ooh. Ooh. And it has an adorable title. Werewolves. <laughs> it's by Joel Selner and Val Wise. In the small midwestern town of Howlett. Howl. I'm raising my eyebrow at this, by the way. I love Werewolf. it. But oh my god. <laughs> Navigating high school is tough enough. But when a group of friends are inexplicably turned into were-dogs, adapting to their new powers proves to be even tougher. This leads to an unlikely friendship with loner Mara, a werewolf whose father has mysteriously vanished. As the high schoolers team up to solve the disappearance, friendships are tested and secrets are revealed as the werewolves prove themselves in an explosive showdown against a dangerous wolf pack and their vicious alpha. Werewolves. <laughs> Werewolves. Oh. Hmm, okay. <laughs> Sorry, it's caught me going there. Well, that's it for this episode of Fictional Hangover. I'm Amanda. I'm Claire. Join us next time. Oh. This is, I feel like this is my TBR that we're tackling this time because, oh my God. I definitely think it is. It is. Yeah. Oh my God, have I been waiting for this book. And I have had it on my shelf and I didn't read it because I knew we were going to talk about it on the podcast. But finally, we're talking about Empire of the Vampire by Jay Kristoff. <gasps> All 27 hours of audiobook. All I'm going to say is, holy shit. <laughs> Look out for our Would You Rather polls on social media. Don't forget about our book club and monthly challenges on Facebook. Vampire Book Club! Hooray! Be sure to visit our shop on Redbubble at fictionalhangover.redbubble.com for all your favorite fictional hangover-themed merchandise. And become a patron of ours on Patreon at patreon.com slash fictionalhangover. Which, hey, I need to remind everyone and myself... Then I'm going to add our Vampire Book Club books to Patreon so everyone can watch our videos for that one. This is a reminder to me myself to make those available for everyone on Patreon. So even if you're a dollar patron, you get to watch those videos. So hey, everyone join our Patreon, okay? We like getting your money. Ooh. I mean, what? We like we, we like your contribution as a super fan. Yes. Listener. And we also Got your money. I mean, if you go higher than like one dollar, we really like making terrible videos. Yes. <gasps> Will somebody be a Patreon and we can do a Laura Olympus? Oh my gosh. <gasps> yes. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Until next time, remember the only cure for a fictional hangover is another book. You can find us at fictionalhangover.com. Follow us on Instagram at fictionalhangover. 
find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fictionalhangover and on Twitter at fictionalhangover, no ER. If you'd like this episode, check out our others and rate, review and subscribe so you don't miss out. And finally, special thanks to Liz Emerson for our music. You can find her on Facebook and Patreon. Thanks for listening. <laughs>